The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Sit-Down I'm just, you know what? I'm just chilling today. We have an awesome guest on, so I'm not going to keep you too long. Just a couple updates on what's going on with the wooden spoon. We just shot so much content at San Gennaro. This week, we shot it with Jackie Neese. She was freaking awesome. We did a scavenger hunt, so be on the lookout for that video exclusively on YouTube. We interviewed people. We got to talk to Curtis Sliwa. That dude was running for mayor. If you haven't seen him, you've probably seen him on TikTok or Instagram. He has a green beret. He was um, founder of the Guardians in New York City. It's like some um, like unarmed like force that just it's like bully patrol almost, but <laughs> for all in New York City. But anyways, Curtis was a freaking um, awesome person to do content with. You're breaking each other's balls about who invented the telephone. And um, he was telling me about the Columbus statues across New York City and everything. So um, that video will be out yeah, probably what's today. Oh, this is this podcast is probably dropping early. So um That'll be out in a couple of days on our YouTube channel. And we're filming something crazy for you guys for Columbus Day. You have no idea. Next week's um, podcast is going to be about Columbus Day. And next week, we will be in Columbus, Ohio at their Italian festival on Columbus Day weekend. So where are all my Ohio peeps at? All my Ohio Italians, be sure to come by Columbus. That festival is awesome. We were there in 2019. Um, absolutely incredible. We did great, even though we didn't have any freaking product because that was at the end of the season last year. But this year we got more product and we got hoodies for you guys. The first ever wooden spoon hoodies at the festivals. We got spoons coming in. We have a special spoon for you guys coming. You have no idea. I can't wait to post about it. First, I've got to get it in first because I have to double check that I'll even have them for Columbus. But if not, we'll be on the website. So um, also get your Christmas presents right now for the wooden spoon. What are you guys doing? woodenspoonstore.com use code sit down for 15% off we're gonna have a lot of christmas stuff coming at you soon new merch drops um new youtube videos please subscribe to our youtube channel if you haven't that's um that's something that i personally want to grow to the freaking moon in the next year or two um we want to be the biggest italian creator on youtube that's the that's the goal um for uh it's looking like 2022 it's 2021 right now right my years are blown off but anyways um our our guest coming on right now is a two-time world champion boxer we've had him on the podcast before it's the magic man paulie malinaji um i'm very happy to say that (laughs) him and i connected the last time we were um, shooting a podcast together and we've met a couple times since then in new york and um what a great freaking guy paulie is he's got a fight coming up but we'll get all about uh We'll get into all of that right now. Awesome. So, guys, I am joined with a guest that we've had on before, the two-time world champ, Paulie Malinaji. How's it going, brother? I'm good, man. What's going on? How's it going? Nothing much, dude. I'm, like, pumped because, like, well, I first had you on the podcast, and then since then we've, like, connected twice in person, finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small and- world. The community is... Uh- it's a small community, but we, we stay in tight, you know? So Absolutely. Cool. I tell, I tell, I tell everybody, it's like, I was driving to Brooklyn for the Euro cup game. And then I was watching it on my phone. Cause we, we left late and then England scored. I go, shit, is it even like worth going at this point? Like just that for one second, it felt like that. And then like everything that happened after that, it's like, I'm, th- I'm so happy. I, I, I went. Yeah. That was once in a lifetime. You can't miss those. 
I know, man. I, you, you were partying up, man. You were the you were the life of Bensonhurst. Yeah, because now I, I mean now now I can I can see how how rare that is. I mean, have been the first time in my life I got to do a celebrate like that was in 2006, and even then I was saying, you know what, it's taken so long. Like I wonder if I'll ever see this again, you know. And, and this wasn't the World Cup, but the Euro Cup is, you know, definitely deserves a, a huge celebration. So I was so happy that we got it. Yeah, it was freaking great. We were all drinking, having a good time. At one point, like we were celebrating and somebody threw an air horn and it hit me right in the face. It was <laughs> everybody's got a story from that day, man. <laughs> no, I know. It, was a, it was a freaking blast. Yeah. And I, I wasn't really too deep into soccer, but now I'm like, I'm all about it because I've, I was yeah. never really like exposed to it back home in Buffalo, but yeah. like, it's a whole different universe now. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm with, I've been following soccer since I'm eight years old, man. It's like I, I've, uh, I've been really so. I've, I've gone through the pain of many World Cups and Euro Cups, and and uh, even the leagues, you know, the Italian league with our teams and playing international competitions and whatnot. So whenever one of our teams, uh, whenever one of our teams comes up, uh, comes and has this kind of success, especially the national team, it's, it's so special. So it's such a matter of pride, you know. I know. I know. I, I'm familiar with disappointment being a Bills fan my whole life. So, <laughs> oh man, you you're actually too young to see the great Bills teams, right? No, yeah, I was just I was born like two years after all that. My da- my dad tells me all. My dad and my mom tell me all about it. it. Was yeah, I saw I saw those Bills teams. I saw actually I was a I was a big Giants fan uh, when I watched American football, and I was I mean I was. That was one of the Super Bowls was against the Bills with that uh, Scott Norwood kick. That was, <laughs> I remember that. I remember that game. I remember that whole game. I remember the lead up to the Super Bowl. I remember the Bills beat us during the regular season. Yeah. And even though both teams were really good, the Bills had beaten the Giants during the season and playing with them in the Super Bowl. It was, it was crazy. What a, what a, what a, what a time, man. Yeah, you guys had some good teams, fun teams. No, I know for sure, for sure, man. And yeah, and I, was, I was room fees against Dallas. I couldn't stand the Cowboys, but you, you couldn't beat them twice. Ah. Can't stand the Cowboys. <laughs> no, I know, man. Everyone, I think that's like a consensual. Everyone hates the Cowboys. The only, the only, the only, uh, the only uh, 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 what is silver lining with that is, I don't know if the, the Cowboys have won one more Super Bowl since. I think like two years later, and then that's it. The Cowboys, yeah. Cowboys have not won it since the nineties. You know, no, <laughs> like, no. I, for a guy I couldn't stand though, I never had to see them win again after the after the mid nineties. I know. Yeah, I mean the Bills are looking freaking sick now. Now it's fun yeah. to be a Bills fan. Really, I don't even watch it now. Now, yeah, we got to the AFC Championship last year, but now we got like a franchise yeah, quarterback wow. finally, and Josh Allen wow. and Stefan nice. Diggs. Nice, nice yeah, it's exciting, man. And then, yeah, then we connected at San Gennaro. How how was the fe- how was the festival compared to like previous years? I mean, growing up in the city, it was good. You know, I mean, the festival now is sort of a mixed bag. You know, um, it was always very very Italian. I mean, yeah, the stands are Italian, the area's Italian, but. It's not, you know, it's, it's a mixed bag. I think it's it's more of a celebration at this point of New York. It becomes more so than an Italian celebration. Yes, base Italian started it, so it's based in Italian celebration. But I mean, when you look at the crowd there, it's it's a whole mixed bag, you know. Yeah, um, it's yeah, cool, could... but at the same time, I, I I miss having our thing. You know, I, I do miss that. You know, but... for sure. You know what? The when I was in the when I was in the Bronx, so at that felt Arthur Avenue. I was there a couple of weeks ago. That was. Like mm-hmm. I felt like one of the most authentic that reminded me of Boston because you told me, you told me on the last podcast, Boston, mm-hmm. the North end is like the Italian neighborhood in the U S. Yeah. 
Yeah, North End and Boston is, is is the top notch. I gotta I gotta make more stops in the Bronx. I feel like the Bronx to, to Brooklynites is like Bronx. You know, we never go. So yeah. Yeah, I've been to the Bronx with Italy, but not that much. You know, so I've gotta I've gotta check that out. Whatever they do over there, they have a feast in the Bronx too. Yeah, I was at the the Ferragosto. It was. Shibble. They have a Ferragosto feast. That's yeah. great. That's great. It was Dude, all Italy, you know. No, I know it was. It was just a one day, but like I came, I just I was there selling spoons. Because I wasn't allowed to sell T-shirts because it was my first year there. But I sold out of spoons before the frick. It was six hours. I sold out of spoons in five hours. Yeah, those are legit. That's a good little gig, man. You know, <laughs> the spoons are a big. The spoons, the spoons are a cool, uh, authentic thing for our culture. You know. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah, so now now you're just chilling in Miami, ready? It's fight week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's just it's weird to call it fight week compared to the other fight weeks I've had in my life, you know. So, but it's uh it's the week of the it's the week of the show. I'll put it like that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> to call it a fight week. Yeah, Showtime. A bit of a a bit of an exaggeration. I don't have that. Like you know, usually, fight week you have like the stress of making weight. You're thirsty. You're in a bad mood. Yeah. Well, what well, wait right now? No? What weight are you fighting at? It's just a give or take, you know, kind of weight, you know, it's not, it's not a very strict. These exhibitions are not very strict with the weights, you know, so gotcha, like, gotcha. at the end of the day, it's what it is, you know, it's, it's a boxing match, you know, it's bad blood and stuff, but it's still, you know, at the end of the day, it's not uh, sanctioned rules. It's uh, you can, you can kind of tinker with the rules, you know, as opposed to a sanctioned professional boxing match where it was like, it had to be down the line and it was no room for error. And, um, you know, it was risk, you know, but uh, yeah. for those cool. for those that are listening, they don't know you're fighting Corey B, TikToker and TikToker, like, how, yeah. TikToker extraordinaire and uh, morning show radio host on yeah. uh, 92.3 FM in New York. Yeah. How did this all come? Like, how did this even come about? Like, who did he call you out first or? Um, no, nah, he was just. He just boxes and uh, he was uh, just talking about how he looks like a pro and everybody's, you know, complimenting him and whatnot. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what these. I was in one of my moods and I was listening on the show and, and I just called up. I didn't think I'd get through to tell you the truth. And then um, they let me through. And I was like, and he was saying like people in the gym were saying like, oh, is he a pro? And I'm like, God, nobody in that gym would say that. I grew up in that gym. Like there's been some very excellent fighters in that gym. Like you're not impressing anybody to that extent that they're going to say that, you know? So I was, uh, uh, I basically called him out on it, and then we had some words, and there was more words, and then it led to him showing up in Atlantic City when I was commentating, and uh, before you know it, it was, uh, <laughs> we got to fight. Yeah. Yeah, quick little bag, right? Yeah, yeah, it's what it is, you know, it's funny. Plus, I get to go back in there and, you know, have some fun. You know, at the end of the day, you kind of still miss uh, getting there and doing it, you know, and this is a... Uh, I don't think it's a lot of pressure, you know. I think there's more pressure on him. You know, he's younger. He's uh, he's the one who kind of uh, is in, is representing a, a culture that is sort of trying to take over boxing. This uh, this uh, YouTube culture, TikTok culture. You know, for me, it's just kind of a chance to get back in there and have some fun with it. And excuse to get in the gym and get in a little bit of shape, which I've done. You know, that's cool. That's cool. You know? Yeah, man. I saw you like last week. You look you look pretty good. Good shape. Yeah, yeah, you know, got my weight to a decent place, you know, don't have, like I said, it doesn't have to be too strict, but it's been pretty cool, you know, just getting the workouts in every day, you know, it's, it's been cool, you know, uh, I actually met, uh, I was in the gym today, I met Vitor Belfort, who just stopped Holyfield in the, oh in my the, god, I saw that, that was insane, you know, so I, but he was like, yeah, he's like, I can't look at it, like, he's so old, he was telling me, he's like, yo, I mean, they the threw a right hand and a left hook and whizzed by me, and I'm like, you know, I was like, "What am I gonna do?" You know, like, if I let this guy hang around, he's gonna, he's gonna, he can hurt me. You know, but he's still yeah. throwing 
throw pretty hard, even though he's older, you know? So I was like, yeah, I get it, man. I, I don't know. I understand the, the mind of a fighter, you know, you, it's either him or me. So mm-hmm. once he did that, he's like, you know, you got, he's like, I, I basically kind of had to just uh, try to take him out. And that's what yeah. I did. How do you think he would have done against uh, De La Hoya? I don't know, man. You know, Vitor has always been a good puncher. So it's very interesting because Oscar was undersized. You know, they're both a little older. Mm-hmm. Oscar obviously has the boxing background, but they're undersized. Um, uh, Oscar was undersized, you know, compared to Vitor. Vitor's always been pretty strong even for his size. So yeah. I, I don't think it would have been um, that easy even for Oscar. I, you know, I, I think a lot of people favor Oscar, including, including me. But looking at, looking at Vitor today, in person and then look at what he did to Evander, even though it was older, Evander shot Evander. I don't, I wouldn't think it would be an easier fight against the next welterweight world champion because if an ex welterweight world champion is still undersized compared to Vitor Belfort, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a solid big guy and he's, yeah. he's older, but he's not that old. You know, he's still younger yeah. than Oscar. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That was, I watched that fight. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then yeah. Anderson Silva just, just flat lines Tito Ortiz. And that was a yeah. good, that was a good card. Yeah. Oh, good job. I don't know. That was a good shot. In the wreck, uh, Tito. I was surprised. I thought it would be a better fight. What yeah. happens, I guess, now. No, for sure. Yeah, so you you commentate on some of the celebrity boxing fights too, right? Yeah. Well, it's the it's celebrity boxing's the promotion, um, Feldman's promotion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Damon Feldman. Ironic because I've done bare knuckle boxing BKFC, which is with um uh, David Feldman is both. Oh, yeah, they're brothers. I forgot. So it's funny. Like, now I fought with both brothers, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, you see, like, the freaking ride. Now you see, like, Belfort, Silva. Do you think, like, you would want to step up in competition ever? Or do you, you're just happy where you're no. at? There's things, because of this movement, there's always things tugging at me, right? There's always things coming at me, like, you know, pushing at me towards doing something like this. But I don't know, man. You know, like, it, your body still gets put through a lot. You know, when you're older, your body gets put through a lot. So I don't know. I mean, so it's, it's not easy. Don't get me wrong. It's not easy to just say flat out no, you know. Um, like I said, I'm doing this one this weekend, but this is not very, to me, it's not a very big risk, you know. You start to get in there with MMA guys. They're not boxers, but they do know how to fight. So you do have to train and get in shape for them, you know. Starts to, you know, start to wonder what you can and can't take and is it worth the payoff, you know, after having had a combat sports career. I don't know, man. But I, I do think that they're going to keep coming my way as far as offers are concerned. And it's going to be up to me to figure out what I want to do. You know, yeah. I, don't I always I always thought like ever since it happened, I thought the McGregor fight for you. I thought that was this. I would thought that was a smart move for Connor to take the fight against. you. I thought that there was height behind it. And I think I think if Connor had beat me up, it would have been a smart move for Connor because it would have been just a lot of height. But then again, if he beat me up, I wouldn't say he didn't beat me up. I'm the kind of person, that, you know, if you beat me up, I'll say, hey, you know what? He got the better of me, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever, huh? I would have said, like, yeah, I got more shim shots in, whatever, but he got better of me. But he didn't. He fucking flat out lied. <laughs> he flat out lied. So, so, so he's got a problem. He can't fight me because he's going to come off as a liar, and it's going to wreck his image more so than losing against anybody else. Anybody else he can lose, and they'll say, oh, well, that guy was good too. And there's not- yeah. With me, it's like, wait, this is the guy you supposedly read, dog. Now he's knocking you out, you know? So it, it really looks bad. So I knew that was never going to happen. I mean – now looking back with hindsight being 2020, you kind of space yourself away from it. It's been four years. He never showed any video. He never showed, you know, he knows what I, and I, he knows what I know. We both know what happened, you know? So it's not going to, that would never have been something smart. Plus Connor can always get anywhere, anybody, you know, yeah. and make money. Connor is the kind of guy, because 
the MMA fan base is the dumbest in pro sports. I always call them. He can keep losing and he'll still he'll still buy his fights. I think Connor and Jake Paul would be an amazing promotion. You know? Oh, I know. Who do you think? Who do you think takes that one? Because, I mean, Connor's so much smaller than him, but yeah, I mean, Connor's not that small. He's smaller, but Jake's not that good either. I saw him in the last fight. You know, where you got to go some rounds and you can actually see a fight. Jake's very limited. You know. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Interesting. It'd be interesting. I'm I'm not sure. It's a toss up. Which is why, you know, I think it would sell well and I, they, they may end up doing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I can't say I wouldn't buy it or at least yeah. watch it somewhere. I think a lot of people would, you know. I probably would too, you know. It's, still, it's entertaining. People almost have this allure, allure with, with um, train wrecks and sideshows, you know. And um, <laughs> the, YouTube, the YouTube generation coming into boxing is a bit of a sideshow. Conor McGregor's life is a train wreck. So it's like, you know, you kind of, you got both in one spot. You, you know, you, you, you're going to gain a lot of curiosity. People are going to want to watch. So it's, uh, I, I don't see why they wouldn't do it. Honestly, I don't, I, 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 I'm hard pressed to think that eventually it wouldn't happen. You know, we'll That's true. That always seems like something like that always seems like it, it figures itself out somehow. Yeah. And they don't have to rush it. They can keep going. Connick lose everybody and their mothers. And then at the end of the day, he goes, oh, well, that's the YouTuber, you know. Connor should still beat the YouTuber, right? And enough people will think so, and then they can make that fight too, you know. So, um, so, so it's doable. I think it's doable. Yeah. I mean, on, I guess on a, on a different note, on a more Italian note, what did you think of uh, Vittori's last fight? Because that's somebody we talked about last time. Yeah, Marvin, I speak to Marvin here and there. You know, uh, he's a determined guy. And I would love for to see him um, get a um, get a get uh, his championship, uh, you know, his, his dreams of it, and he, he really represents Italy really hardcore. You know, actually, I think his last post, he was repping Italy hardcore in his last Instagram post. You know, like, he's always very, very proud Italian. I love that about him. Yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean, he, it's not like he didn't, like, he's not, he's competitive. He's there. I think he's just, he's right there. He's got a crazy yeah. fight next tight. He's fighting Paulo Costa, which that guy's a freaking yeah. animal too. So yeah. that's a, that's a and exciting. He, and, and he's able to beat good fighters, you know, just because you can win out of time, you know, you know uh, Marvin can beat top fighters. Marvin can be a good, very good fighter, you know? So, it's just, you know, you come around, sometimes it's timing in your life, you know? He's coming around and you out of time your time, so. Yeah. You know, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. But I I, I always root for Marvin, and I think even for non-Italian, it's easy to root for Marvin. He's an entertaining guy. Yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a nut job, too, it seems like. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of MMA guys are. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, so Saturday's fight night, but I guess there's something else happening this weekend. It's the Sopranos movie. Were you a Sopranos fan? Yeah. I actually own the, the DVD box set. Nice. <laughs> so I just get worried, you know, um, with this generation, the way they do the movies, they always ruin everything. You know, they have to PC everything up. I, I really get worried, you know. Um, I, I really, what, I, did, I guess I didn't think about that. Get, I just, I put they, my faith I, in I get hesitant, you know, like I didn't even watch Coming to America 2, Coming to America, because, oh, you know. Dude, that was, was so bad. It was so around. bad. And, 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 I, and I had already saw them blow a bunch of movies. I saw them blow up, um, 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 was it a Point Break? A Point Break. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw Point Break, the yep. original Point Break with Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. Yeah, it's the one of the best. Yeah, they blew that one when they remade it. Um, they're gonna probably blow uh, Top Gun too. They're gonna probably blow that one later this year. Um, I was worried because of Point Break. I was worried about them blowing um, Coming to America, and from what everybody's telling me about it, they did blow it. They did, yeah. Um, they actually found a way to ruin all comedy, all drama, all plot lines because everything's offensive. So because of that, you can't make a movie, you know, you can't do anything. You, you, so so how 
so they're what they're trying to do now is reach back into the past of the glory of the past and try to bring it back in for the nostalgia purpose that maybe people will watch, you know? Um, that's what they're hoping for. But they suck. I don't know if people are watching. You know, it's funny because I saw Dumb and Dumber too, right? And that movie was horrible. <laughs> but I saw what it sold. It made a ton of money because there was such a nostalgia from the first movie, yeah. which was amazing, that, you know, the movie ended up being a box office kind of big time draw, you know? So I think based off the nostalgia, they, they'll... They hope that they sell. Then even if everybody says it sucked, if, if, if enough people watched it, the movie will make money, you know? Because and, and you, So you just need the nostalgia to grip people. So yeah. I refuse to get bought into the nostalgia because I, if I already know the movie's going to suck, it's just going to disappoint me. So I'd, I'd rather just not I'd rather just not watch it. So I, just like I did with Coming to America, I'm going to let everybody else watch The Many Saints gotcha. of New York, and I'm going to see what I hear. And, um, and then... Uh, from there, I'm gonna uh, go for it. Even because even, I, because already, the Irishman sucked to me. Everybody was like, really? "Oh, it was like, yeah, to me the Irishman sucked." Man. I mean, compared to what it could have been, to what they could have made it, and compared to old mafia movies, because I look at the potential movie has. You know, I look at the uh, potential movie. The, the movie had, had more potential than what it ended up becoming. You know, but you know, you can't say certain things. You can't do certain things. You can't show certain things. Um, um. So at the end of the day, I was like, yeah, I watched it. That I was like, okay, it's all right, you know, for today, it's all right, you know. But I was like, I was, it wasn't like blow me away. Like I'm friends with Nick Totoro, who's a, a you know Hollywood actor. He's been yeah, a bunch of movies, great. You know? And he was like, oh, I saw Irishman twice. You got to watch it fully. So I, I took his word for it. You know, Nick is an actor. He was, you know, he's done a lot of, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I watched the movie. I'm like, it's fucking, this, this movie sucked. You know, it's <laughs> like this movie sucked, man. You know, I was like, I wouldn't say suck. Listen, I, I think that's going hardcore to say suck, but it wasn't. It wasn't what you would expect. Like every mafia movie when I was a kid was blockbuster to me, man. Me yeah. and the cult, you know, like even if it wasn't blockbuster to other people, it was great. I love everything. Even the later ones like Donnie Brasco, I loved it, you know. Uh, like Goodfellas Casino, obviously I loved it, you know. Um, all of them, you know. Where does Bronx Tale rank for you? Bronx Tale's a great one too. Bronx Tale ranks right up there, man. It, it's just that was the the prime of those Italian movies mm. in general, you know, the Italian mafia movies in general. That was the prime. Even a movie that didn't get a lot of credit back in the day because there were so many good mafia movies, like Mobsters, for example, with Christian Slater. I, I know, I know Mobsters. That was a good one. That movie's better than Irishman. You know what I'm saying? That movie's better than the Irishman. You know what I'm saying? Like, or uh, Once Upon a Time in America. You know what I'm saying? Where it doesn't get with, with Robert De Niro, Once Upon a Time in America. That movie's better than the Irishman. You know what I mean? But because there were so many good mafia movies back then, some of those lesser good ones that are still great, but they're not as great, they kind of fall to the second rate, but they were still great. You compare them to the Irishman or anything that comes out today, they blow it away. You know what I'm saying? But but because you have nothing, you have no competition today, when one of them comes out, you're like, oh, we got to watch this movie. You actually don't, bro. The movie sucks. You don't have to watch it. You know what I mean? So, you know, I don't know. You know, that for me, there, there's a, there, there was a great time in movies. Um, you know, and then, and then it kind of just passed over, you know, unfortunately. But but uh, I, I have my fingers crossed. I have my fingers crossed with many scenes in the world. Because, again, it's one of those movies with so much potential. So, yeah, you can do so, so much. You can do so much with that. You know, you can also find a way to blow it, but you can do so much with that. And, you know, yeah. that I, I really, I hope they don't find a way to blow it. I really yeah, do. I, I've got my faith in David Chase. He's, he, I guess, I guess he did have, like, I saw an interview with him. He had like words with HBO and they were in arguments back and forth, but. Yeah, and HBO is not exactly your, your, uh, a network that is, uh, 
going to go away from the from the narrative of the, of the of the public. They're actually one of the one of the people, one of the networks at the forefront of the, of the movement. So yeah. it's hard, you know. Yeah. What you're going to show, what you're not going to show, it's hard, you know. It's funny because not just Italian movies. I, obviously, I talked about Point Break. I watched um, Creed Two. You know, you got Drago's son mm-hmm. in Creed Two. You got so much potential there. I mean, you got Apollo's son and Drago's son. That guy, one guy's father killed the other guy's father. You have so much potential there with a storyline. I mean, you have an amazing storyline there to build. They found a way to make that movie. That one did suck. That movie actually did suck. I was gonna you say I mean? loved I loved Creed the first one. I really liked Creed, but Creed was cool. You know, it was cool. It wasn't like rocky to me, but it was cool. You know, it was good enough that I went to watch Creed two, and I actually I thought Creed two had potential to be better than Creed one, and I and I thought Creed one was okay. You know, so I went to go watch Creed two with this amazing storyline because Rocky four was my favorite Rocky. So with this amazing storyline. And I was like, I mean, I almost walked out of the theater, bro. It was that bad. It was, it was horrible. It was horrible. I couldn't <laughs> believe how bad they made that movie. It was horrible. The director, whoever they should, they should shoot that guy. And he, oh, he should never be able to be allowed to ever write a, write a movie, a book. He shouldn't be able to write even sign a check. Man, for the rest of the, whoever whoever did that to that movie, right. unbelievable. That's funny. What, okay, here's a quick question that just came to my mind. What's your favorite boxing movie? And then which one's the most authentic in your eyes? My favorite boxing movie is uh, *Raging Bull*. Raging Bull? Yeah. Raging Bull, my favorite Boston movie. And um, to me, I love it because, first of all, I'm, 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 I'm partial to the culture, right? Yeah. And for me, um, being Italian-American uh, and also being an ex-boxer, boxing was the number one or two, one of the top two sports in the country in the 40s and 50s. You know, it was mm-hmm. baseball and boxing. It was bigger than football. It was bigger than, uh, than everything. It was bigger than basketball. It was bigger than everything. It was boxing and baseball within the United States. That was... The two biggest things. So if you were a world champion, and also at that time you were, you, you were it was a pretty amazing thing, you know, that you were uh, basically a crossover star. And then um, being Italian American, that prime of the Italian American culture to me, you know, can be different generations. But the '40s and '50s is a pretty big prime of Italian American culture. Okay. You know, like it's a it's a major major historical time of Italian Americans in the United States. You know, so you basically have the story of a guy who was an Italian American that became a world boxing champion at a time where it was probably the best to be both Italian American and a boxer. Yeah. And he became a world boxing champion and was Italian American. So, I mean, that, that just to put, put the story right there is, is unbelievable. Then what makes it authentic and cool is he found a way to blow it. Nonetheless, he had, he had all that going for him and he still found a way to blow it, which makes the movie, you know, human almost, you know, and you, you know, that, that human element of it, you know, I think, I think it was great, which also made me um, made me be very, very disappointed later on when they came out with uh, Bleed for This, with Vinny, the Vinny, Vinny Paz story. The Vinny Paz story, Bleed for This, Martin Scorsese was involved with the project. He wasn't the director, like he was raging, but he was involved with the project and the directing of it. But under, unfortunately, it came under modern circumstances. The reason I was excited for Bleed for This with Vinny Paz when I heard Scorsese was involved is because I, I fought on some undercards of Vinny Paz. Vinny Paz was a world champion when I was... Um, Younger, his full name is Vinny Pazienza. Yep. And uh, he was a nut job. I mean, basically, drugs, drinking, strippers, uh, porn stars, you name it. That guy, that one, he would show up. I, I fought on two of his undercards. He would show up to the, to the he would show up to the Wayne's with two porn stars or two strippers. Like, just, yeah, he was, he was that. He was a nut job lunatic in the ring. He had some great rivalries, was a really good champion, uh, character in his own right. 
you had a lot to work with. I thought when I heard they were going to make that movie, I said, wow, this is going to be the modern day Rachel Ball. This is going to be unbelievable. Yeah. This is going to be unbelievable. And it was before the whole narrative of the current times jaded me with movies. It was probably the very, very beginning where I started to realize, wow, they're never going to, they're going to start making really bad movies now. So it was still right around that time where I didn't, hadn't caught on to it yet. I was so excited for Bleed for this, knowing Vinny Paz. I, I know Vinny Paz personally too. So a lot of things I've seen even myself personally, you know? And I mean, I was dumbfounded. I was dumbfounded. It was, the movie was terrible. They found a way to blow that too. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, nope. I really yeah. didn't know Vinny Pez that much. I liked the movie, but I guess being like living through it and seeing some of it and like where yeah. it could have gone. Yeah, I mean, and that's why when they talk about they want to make an Arturo Gatti movie, I don't want to see an Arturo Gatti movie. They'll have to fake the whole thing. Arturo mm-hmm. was a lunatic. I was around Arturo. I used to see Arturo in nightclubs. Arturo was the biggest lunatic, you know, in every way. You know, you'd have to, you would, if, if, if you'd have to lie the whole movie. So well, I don't want to watch that, you know, I don't want to watch yeah. that. I think that's why people are like more drawn towards like documentaries and everything now because it shows like everything in the light. Yeah, yeah. You see both sides, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, but, I guess, did you see the Danbury Trashers documentary on Netflix? Yeah, I did. I did. I know. <laughs> that, was good. that was a good one. I'd love good. to see that be a movie. That's that's yeah. like a perfect movie. Yeah. But again, to make that movie, you're going to start twisting it around. Like, if you can just make movies the way they should be, I know. you'd have to make the movie. I, but I don't know. Yeah. Such a good point, man. I watched that documentary. It was good. It was good. It was, it was, it was like, you're, you're like, you know, something bad's going to happen at the end. You're like, man, they could just keep this going. This will be really cool. This is unbelievably cool. You know, it was like, you're, yeah. you're just playing fantasy hockey. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're, it's in your hometown. You know, it's great. It was so funny. I know that. Yeah, no, that was, that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, so this weekend, Saturday, where could everybody watch the fight? Um, it's on Fight TV. Okay. It's a streaming pay-per-view. You can also get it on your pay-per-view of the old cable provider, you know. Nice. It's still over the boxing. So who else, is on, who else is on the card again? Um, Lamar Odom's fighting again. Um <laughs> he's like a celebrity boxing stud now. Yeah, <laughs> he's he is. he's um, fighting Riddick, Riddick Bow, right? He was. Still really got out of the fight now. He's fighting oh. Jennifer Lopez, one of Jennifer Lopez's exes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw I saw that live. I don't know. I forget which one it is. But <laughs> and, uh, and there's uh there's a few guys on there. There's a two. The opening press conference had a had a beef with two reality show guys that are gonna fight on the on the show. And one guy's name is Strikes. He's like a West Coast cholo with tattoos from head to toe. He had no shirt on. He was chubby. Oh and his other kid, Polly Paul, who looked like a he's like a preppy Italian kid. You know, I, I assume he's got a new reality show. He only had like fifty thousand followers on Instagram. This other guy, Strikes, his cholo had like a million followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know where they found him, but obviously he's a character because he showed up drunk at a press conference, yelling all kinds of stuff. I mean, he had me wondering, yo, what is this guy doing, yo? And then they got face-to-face for the stare down, and they started brawling. They started brawling, and all-out brawl happened. So I'm looking forward to strikes versus Paulie Paul. I think that's the best fight of the night, tell you the truth. Um, and if anybody wants to see the backstory, um, check out the Celebrity Boxing page. I think they had some of the footage from that original press conference uh, when they started brawling. <laughs> it was wild. It got crazy. So, so that that should be interesting. Um, I got some other fights, you know, celebrity boxing. I don't think, I don't think I commentated one of these shows. I don't think people tune in for the skills. I think people tune in for the sideshow effect of it. Like I said, yeah, I mean, for sure. This generation, that's what you got. You got they got sideshows and train wrecks. That's it. <laughs> and you get both the celebrity boxing, just like you get both the Conor McGregor. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Any predictions for your fight? We're gonna see um, quick knockout, drawn we'll out see, knockout. I don't, I don't think you're gonna see a quick knockout because I wanna, 
kind of drag uh, Corey and show him what boxing is. If you, if you take him out too early, or if you even try to take him out too early, you got to do him a favor, right? So I want to just uh, show him and all his fans and everybody, you know, what what boxing is. You know, you don't play boxing. We say you don't play boxing. It's the same we say, you know, you play soccer, you play football, you play, we don't play boxing, you do boxing, right? So I want to kind of just put that in there and um, kind of drag him out and see how long he can handle that that pressure where I'm just letting him dangle, just, just doing enough to torture him, but stay in the fight. You know, I know I don't get, I don't get it either because like, I remember like one of the first times, like I went into a boxing gym, Ray Casale, shout out to Casales in Niagara Falls. Like I did body work with Nick Casale, who's mm-hmm. over 20 something wins as a professional. And like, that's yeah. scary. To me. Doing body work. Yeah. 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 Just doing so, body work. So I know like you get hurt. You, get years, you, you put years into this and you, most guys still don't make it years into this so that's how difficult it is to do it you know so yeah. you know it's uh you don't play, we say you don't play boxing it's for a real a reason not to mention you know people that actually die in this so that's you know you know the, the funny thing about celebrity boxing is they wear bigger gloves so you know you don't have a lot of damage but you still see guys going at it you know what i'm saying and you know you're gonna you, see a 16 ounce i think it's like 16 ounces honestly i don't even know bro no but i know they're bigger because i I, I watched uh, I, I worked those show the show last time so it's nice because nobody's gonna get seriously damaged yeah but they're gonna they're gonna throw each other a nice beat you know they're gonna because they don't know how to fight so they don't know how to defend themselves so a lot of shots are gonna land you know so it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun to watch not not just my fight I, I honestly I don't think my fight's gonna be that good to watch I think it's gonna be pretty one sided but I think there's gonna be some fun some fun little beefs on the show um and uh, you know the commentating is always uh, pretty raw last time I commentated with Ice T. I think this time I see and his wife Coco. This time I think they got Benzino and uh, some other guys. So I don't know. This I don't know what they expect. But uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a night of entertainment. Put that yeah. way. Well, I'm excited to watch, man. I wish you the best of luck. I hope you have some fun out there in Florida. Soak up the sun a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, get that bag, man. Everybody else, make sure you tune into the fight Saturday. Fight TV. Follow mm-hmm. Paulie on all of his uh, his Instagram, but it's Paul Malinaji. Paul Malinaji, Instagram, Twitter. Fight TV is F I T E, not F I G H. F I T E. It'll be it'll be in the description here. F I T E TV. You can also they also have an Instagram page with a lot of followers. F I T E TV. Yeah, awesome. Well, dude, I can't thank you enough for coming back on the show. It's been a blast getting to know you, man. I really appreciate it. Awesome, and I'm sure I'll run into you again soon enough. Absolutely, man. All right, you man, take it easy. Take it easy, man. Bye. Well, guys, that is this episode of The Sit Down. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, everything there. Most importantly, YouTube. Let's start building a YouTube channel up. But um, thank you guys so much for watching. Shop the wooden Use the sit down for 15% off. And we will see you in the next episode. Ciao.